If you've spent any amount of time learning about Gaston County's local history, you'll know that our region was a hot spot for textiles. From processing the raw materials to spinning it into yarn, dyeing it, and so forth, there are relics of this history dotted all over our landscape, from the names of our roads to the layout of our towns. You'll also find old buildings where the action happened. Today, we're faced with the question, what do we do with these bits of living history? Do we let them fall into abandon? Or is there another option? Pretty much everything is worth saving. Yeah. And so you'll even see places where you have old powder post beetles and termites and stuff, and they're, we treat that wood and make sure it's still structurally sound. I'll, I'll reuse it all. On today's show, we're going to take you on a tour of one such building and the people who are turning it into something new. Meet the Mount Holly Cotton Mill and its new owner, Robbie Delaney. You see those rocks in the water? Those rocks used to be a dam that went all the way to the building, so we own land on both sides of the creek. Okay. And uh, the, this was all water down here. It uh, looks great. It looks like it's always been like this. Oh, it has not. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie owns Muddy River Distillery in Belmont. They've been around since 2011 and have won two gold medals at the Miami Rum Fest, which is the largest rum festival in the world. They were also named Distillery of the Year at North Carolina Restaurant and Lodging Association's annual Chef Showdown. When the pandemic hit in 2020, they jumped straight into action and began producing hand sanitizer. As the largest distillery in the area, they ran seven days a week producing hand and surface sanitizer and ended up donating nearly a thousand gallons of sanitizer. Today, they're setting their sights on a new horizon the historic cotton mill in Mount Holly. So, and this is your, gonna be your bar. Yes, so out front will be the main entrance. There'll be a switchback handicap ramp to get you up to what will be a 6080 door. So that door is gonna go up a couple more feet high. Wow. And be that wide. And that'll be the entrance. You'll walk in here and this bar goes from that post to that post and then angles back. Cool. And uh, Vlad and Eric here, they're making this is the face of it. You see receptacles will go in here. Right. We'll have coat hangers. Oh, uh, so here. thoughtful. <laughs> and then, yeah, you know, you do that stuff. Originally constructed in 1875, the Mount Holly Cotton Mill is the oldest standing textile mill in Gaston County. It's experienced many changes throughout the years as its use changed over time. The Delaney's are in the process of restoring the building so that it is clean and safe and so that they can, once again, restore it for its original purpose as a manufacturing facility. These are these are really cool. Are these reclaimed materials? Everything's reclaimed. Now, the steel I bought, uh -huh. but all of the posts came out of here. So if you look right here, and we've painted all this and then the replaced ceiling. it. But from here, 20 feet that way, we tore everything off. Yeah. And so those posts were these beams right here. You can see the brackets. Oh, wow. We yeah. left the brackets just so you could be like, oh, that's where they used to be. I see. And then I made a bench out of one. Wow. Well, kind of. It's there as a bench now. We're going to make it a nice bench. Oh, yeah. And then if you come down <laughs> here, this will be merchandise, by the way. So merchandise here. Okay. This entire wall will be liquor. Oh, wow. So like a display shelf. Giant or... display shelf. And yeah. then the shelving itself will be these floorboards from the 1800s. Oh, these floorboards are from the 1800s. Mm -hmm. It seems like you're reusing a lot of the materials that you found here. What, do you have a kind of like a philosophy, a guiding philosophy on 
what you what is worth saving and what isn't? Yeah, I'm financially motivated, um, but I also have a lot of respect for the way things were grown and built back then. You just can't buy. You couldn't even if I had the money, I couldn't buy yeah. material that's the way it is. Like mm -hmm. these these joists here, we ripped them down to build these. Oh wow! So this is a floor joist. It used to be this big, and we ripped it into three pieces, and then we took and dadoed out the center and we'll put glass in here. So this will be floor to ceiling glass so you oh, can wow. see into that hole. And then you can see the old powder post beetles got into this wood. Uh huh. This was part of the floor decking from, I'd like to guess maybe 1850s, or yeah. 1950s, sorry. And uh, we just treated it and cut it down and then reinstalled it here. Nice. So yeah, that's the whole idea with it is that yeah. Why buy it if you've already got it? Why fill a dumpster yeah. up with it? Yeah. If you're willing to take two seconds and and do the work. Yeah. The 17,000 square foot building will include a cocktail bar, event space, and so much more. All right, so let's get back to the tour. So we walked oh, yeah. in, front entrance, you come yeah. in, you see the bar on the right. And then this is hanging out, and then this whole back wall, so across these five windows, which the middle window is a door now. Okay. There's a deck that goes out, 16 feet. That's gonna be so nice. Yeah, we'll have a really nice deck to enjoy that view out there, you know, yeah. it's important. And then this table, this was a textile machine, it's about as tall as the ceiling. Yeah. So that mounts on top and all that mounts on it. That's gonna go right here. And that's our host table. Okay. So I'll put a sheet of glass over this. Yep. And uh, when you come in, this will be where you're welcomed. And also if you buy a bottle of rum, you can grab it in your t-shirt or whatever and you buy it here. Yeah. So we kind of already have this in the current facility, but it's also where the guys have to distill and do private events, everything else. So these are becoming dedicated spaces. This will always be for merchandise. Yeah. That'll always be, for parties and yeah. bars, and, and uh, that's really cool. Yeah. So you keep walking down this hallway, and we'll have um, like a little bit of history up here. We may have a TV or two that's kind of a walking tour. Yeah. So you could technically sit here. You could, you could stand right here, and you could technically take a tour, a virtual tour of the distillery without a person giving it to you. And then you can look down in the hole and see what we're talking about. Yeah. So we're looking down onto the bottom floor. Yeah, this is the cellar. Is this where the distilling will happen? The distilling will happen right there where the bottles are. And then the cellar is right here, so all the fermentation. So yeah, the whole the factory is downstairs. Okay. No oh, barrels. cool. No barrels. So you've got like uh, like a super a souped up Krispy Kreme factory window. <laughs> yep, that's it. Yeah. Uh -huh. That's awesome. This is going to be really cool. I can see where you're going with it. We, we wanted more factory space, but this place is more conducive to people. It's going to be like a museum, yeah. restaurant, bar, all the things put together. Yeah. Here is a closet for the, uh, what you call it, the, the bar. This back area, you'll load this like uh, they load milk in a grocery store. Oh, that's so, so useful. Okay, so keep coming down. This post was holding up the building on the first floor, and I'll show you that in a minute. We replaced all the posts underneath these have okay. been replaced. And then this, if you, if you look, this whole area is gonna be a private event space unless we're just slammed busy all the time. Then it's just gonna be bar overflow. Yeah. And they even put another bar down here. Uh-huh, oh yeah. So 
we're busy, we need to. Yeah. Oh, there's upstairs. There's an upstairs and a downstairs. Oh my gosh. I'll walk you through downstairs and then outside. All right. We'll work our way there. We're almost there. Cool. So this is another private event space. And again, we tore everything out from here 20 feet that way. So this has all been replaced. Yep. That wall's been rebuilt with the floor. Uh -huh. From the first floor, so that's all. That's all new. Uh huh. We oh, I saw this on your YouTube channel. You this have a is video. This my favorite video. You have a video of replacing this roof. Yeah. It is a lot more work than I would have imagined. Uh huh. <laughs> to walk us through a little bit of what went into all of yeah, replacing this roof. You see these posts? They're on the floor on the yeah. first floor. So you put a post here, right, to hold it up, and then below us on the second floor, you put another post, and on the first floor, you put another post. Yeah. And then we took jacks and we lifted everything three inches. And once everything was supported, so there's, there's three posts going down here and three posts going down here. Then we go into the next set of posts, which is here. And we braced this that far out. So we took steel beams and kind of like held it. It needed to be held it here and we were supporting on both sides. So like we built like- Cantilevered. Yes. Yeah. And um, we lifted that three inches. Then we dug out everything around it and then put all new back. And yeah. then once everything new was back, it had to sit for a few weeks. And then we could start building the floor on the second and building the floor on the third. When we got up here, we had to raise this up five inches because this whole roof was kind of falling in. Yeah. We raised this up five inches to make it level again. And then we built this wall. Once this wall was built, the roofers could come back and put the roof back on. Yep. And then oh, we had to replace the joists, but then they put the roof back on and then we came in and all this hardwood was from the first floor. So we recycled all of the first floor hardwood mm -hmm. and I still have a bunch more uh, to finish up with that. So when you purchased this building, like could you walk up here or was it not safe to do that? Was there, was there a roof? You, there was a door here and there was a roof and you could, you could walk. Yeah. It held humans, but it was, they were clearly most of this floor you couldn't walk on. So okay. you can see what was safe. And it's this old floor here. Yep. So actually I had a nightmare the other night. That floor goes to here. Yeah, to right here. And then there was a hallway that went to right here. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Everything else you could walk on, but you had to like look where you were going and there were holes. Yeah. So I'd say, what was that? Two thirds of the floor was replaced up here. Wow. Yeah. This is a beautiful room. There's windows yeah. on three walls. It kind of mm -hmm. feels like a church in here. Oh yeah. It's got that airy kind of vaulted ceiling feeling. When the plastic's not here, it's, when all the glass goes back in, it's gonna be Yeah, it's gonna be beautiful. Awesome. I'm stoked about it. Yeah. Kevin's the, here, he's uh, rebuilding all of the windows. Wow, so you're, you've wow. saved the window frames. Oh yeah. We so are not, what are you doing? Just replacing the glass? Yeah. So he's got to replace, he pulls out all the glazing and then all the muttons he'll, he'll repair. This is a great window, right? So no, no woodwork is needed here. He'll pull the glazing out. He'll pull the points out. He'll set new glass, reuse these points and well, he'll reuse the glass he can. And I'll show you downstairs. Oh yeah. And then paint this window and set it back in place. 
Very and nice. do that uh, 156 more times. Wow, you've got a long road ahead of you. <laughs> he's not alone. The other guys are helping. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's done a lot already. Yeah. I'm thinking by the end of this week, all these windows should be back in. I'm wow. Pretty close to it. So uh, this crawl space used to be a wood floor up to here. Like no, up to here. Knee high. Yeah, well, I put 200 dump trucks of stone in here. Yep. So this, this used to be the level of outside. I don't know if you can see it from here. So I, I, it's about 10 feet deep here of stone. Yeah, oh, it, 10 and, feet deep of stone, wow. Yeah, so there, it's a little, it would go up. We've raised the outside about 14 inches. Mm -hmm. So picture whatever you see out there plus another foot. Yep. And the corner of there was about 12 feet deep. Will this uh, floor remain crushed stone? Or are you gonna? No, we'll pour concrete. Okay. And the concrete will go up to here. Yep, I see. So they've Arturo's redone all the plaster in here. Yep. And then his guys pressure washing it now, which has some some. More pressure washing we got to do to get that paint ready. That's probably needs hand scraping at this point. Mm. But uh, we'll leave all these ceilings you see yeah. stay just like this. They're just gonna be bare. What we're gonna seal them, and I think we've sealed some over there. And this entire ceiling here has been sealed, so it's cleanable. Yeah. But it's gonna remain that color. Same with this. This whole ceiling is just gonna stay looking like this. So you'll really be able to just look at the walls, look at the ceiling, and see the mm -hmm. original structure. The National Park Service says that historic preservation is a conversation with our past about our future. It provides us opportunities to ask what's important in our history and what parts of our past can we preserve for the future. Robbie shares his vision for how he can bring forth the entrepreneurial legacy of this building into his business. Make a lot of mistakes, apparently. <laughs> but you know, we're, we're yeah. getting there. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the history of the building. I know it was a cotton mill. Yeah, the, the building is, it's called the Mount Holly Cotton Mill. It was built in 1875. So if you look at American history, we used to grow cotton, right? And then we would ship it across seas to Europe and they would process it. And then the North was like, well, hell, we can do that. So they started cotton mills and they started processing the yarn themselves. So that way it wasn't being shipped overseas. Well, just later on in history, the South said, well, why are we sending it up there? Why don't we just do it here? So what happened was this mill started up and it said, hey, look, we can do this down here. Processing. We can process the cotton. We can keep it all yeah. in house. We don't need to send it up North. We don't need to send it to Europe. And so the Mount Holly Cotton Mill was made in 1875. They built the building. A.P. Ryan built the building, right? A.P. Ryan builds the building, and they're like, what do we call it? And they said, well, Mount Holly, New Jersey is the king of cotton processing in the, in the country. Let's call it the Mount Holly Cotton Mill, and we might get their business. Uh, strategic. <laughs> that way, right? Like, we're copying their name. <laughs> That's World's why this was called. best cotton mill. Yeah, that's it, right? It's, it's kind of a lame story, but that's the reality is that they were like, we, we just want to steal their business. Yeah. And um, for good reasons, you know, the, the, 
you yeah. know, vertical integration, I guess you would yeah. call that. And they, they named it the Mount Holly Cotton Mill. And it was, it was killing it. They opened in 1875. And by 1879, they had built the town of Mount Holly basically around this mill. Yeah. So uh, the town at the time was called Woodlawn. Mm -hmm. In 1879, Woodlawn reincorporated to Mount Holly in honor of this building. Wow. So that's really cool. We have that piece of history. The original building as it stands was a uh, 45 by 100 foot, three-story uh, brick building. Yeah. All right. So what you see now is a two-story building with a giant crawl space. Yeah. Used to go up another floor. 1916, this giant flood washed out uh, the creek and the river and a bunch of other mills around. And this was the last one standing. And at that point in 1915, and we believe this at least because there's no documentation on anything around here, they tore off the third floor. They built that three-story section on the end, and I can show you how they added that on and, and their processes there. And then I think they built that retaining wall at that point uh -huh. to prevent future flooding from really doing any damage. Yeah. At that point in 1916, the dam that you can see here used to go all the way to the building. And you see those two brick holes in the side that have been bricked up. Right. That's where the water wheel had belts going inside. So it was all mechanically driven through leather yeah. belts. The water's had a spillway here and went back into the creek. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, that's how it worked. In 1919, they built the single story that I showed you where the offices are going. That was built in 1919. Uh-huh. In 1953, American Efrid took this building over as their research and development hub. Mm -hmm. So American Eford's a big company locally and uh, in internationally, they're world world renowned company now. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they headquartered here for a little while and they made it their R&D facility and they did a major like upfit inside. Mm -hmm. So they built labs and rooms and, and you can look on our YouTube channel, you'll see in the very beginning, all the rooms that were in the building, instead of being an open mill, they kind of consolidate everything. The building had settled in the middle mm -hmm. uh, three and a half inches. And so they built floors on top of floors to level off the crooked floors so they could do work. Interesting. And we came back in Muddy River in 2021, 22. Actually, technically, we pretty much lifted the building in 23 and we, we tore out their old floors that are straight. That left us with crooked floors and we lifted the entire building in the middle three inches. So that you got old mm. straight floors. Old straight floors, yeah, the right <laughs> way to do it. And um, we tore out the first floor since the, build, the water still floods. Dutchman's flooded twice all the way up to the building just since we've owned it. Yeah. And we've owned it within a week of a year. And uh, uh, we backfilled the entire crawl space with uh, stone. Mm -hmm. And I, this is a, a federally county and state backed uh, historic restoration project. So everything's approved by them. We don't, I don't drive a nail without telling them how long it is. Yeah and what shape it is. Is that, you mentioned your restoration background, is that a, a process that you knew to? No, well, kind of. <laughs> I mean, you know in general, like you got to match mortar and you got to use the same bricks. The bricks we've used to do all our patches, which by the way, if you see a patch that's not right, uh -huh. it's because someone did it before we bought the mill. Like uh -huh. that window right there, Yep. that's not our work. Um, none of that patchwork is ours. Yeah. You can't see like this building here was falling down. Arturo put it back together. Oh, wow. He used my car jack to like level part of it. Oh my gosh. The whole front was missing. I'll show you, that pictures are pretty cool, but we, <laughs> we found bricks in the woods. We found bricks over there. Arturo literally goes to the creek and gets the sand out of the creek to make the mortar. No way. So it's a very, 
wow. sensitive project. You can't change the historic fabric of the building, meaning the facade, the interior look, the openness of the mill. Mm -hmm. You got to respect all that. We're, we're not replacing these windows, we're rebuilding them. Yeah. And uh, you see the wavy glass and stuff like that. Everybody loves yeah. the wavy glass, but uh, it's going to be really cool yeah. when it's done. Along the way, Robbie and his crew met their fair share of challenges. From construction challenges to critters, they've pretty much seen it all. Speaking of critters. See that big old black snake? Wait, wait, where? You wanna catch him? No. Come on. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> That's a big one. That's the biggest one I've seen this year. Ugh, don't make me relive this moment. I guess I don't like snakes that much. Josh, I'm scared. <laughs> oh my God. <gasps> it was climbing the wall. No, oh my gosh. Are those poisonous? No. That's huge. Do you find critters like this very often? Yeah. What the heck? That is terrifying. Okay, buddy, you're safe. Go away. Thank yeah. you so much for hosting us. Um, good mm -hmm. luck with the rest of your restoration project. Thank you. I hope it goes smoothly. It will. We're, the hard stuff, we didn't kill anybody. And the hard stuff's behind us now, so. Good. It should be pretty easy. We are really looking forward to revisiting Muddy River's renovated facility, once all the snakes are cleared out, of course. Thanks for hosting us, Robbie. Good luck with the rest of the building restoration. And to everyone else, we'll be back next week with another episode.